Okay, good morning. We are in Hilchas Tainus. We are starting today. Taf Kuf Samech Zayin. Okay, tasty. So let's see. Te'ima Rechitzat Hapesh Shemutar B'Tainus. Tasting and rinsing your mouth. That's Mutar Anatainus. Aleph. Hasharoi B'Tanit, a person who's fasting. Yachol Litom Kedei Revit. He is allowed to taste food less than this a volume of a revit it will be but he must so it could be the amount of food that's up to a revit not a, and on the condition that you spit it out as long as you're spitting it out it's okay because all you're doing is tasting now tasting in halacha means tasting and spitting out not tasting and swallowing and but on Yom Kippur and on Tisha B'Av, so then it's Aser to, to even taste it. Now, what's the difference between the two? So, when a person, so the difference is, okay, the first, the first main explanation is brought down, I think, in the Beis Yosef and others, is because when it comes to tasting on the other Tzomos, it was Klal Yisrael that accepted it upon themselves. And when we accepted it upon ourselves, we had a mind that we're allowed to taste and spit out, but not that we can't even taste. Only the Kabbalah, we accepted only not to eat. And that means swallowing. No. But when it comes to Yom Kippur and Tisha B'av, that was Kavu, either HaKadosh Baruch Hu or Chazal put it on us. They established the day. And so it's not up to our opinion of what we accepted, it's on what was established. And so therefore that's the difference. And another explanation is also given, it's more chamer. And the, in the Bir Alacha, he explains, it's kind of like um, we don't bathe ourselves, right? On Yom Kippur and Tisha B'av. So even if it's not for the purposes of pleasure, we still say it's usher to bathe yourself. If you're dirty, in other words, the ikr takana is um, for pleasure. But just some to wash yourself, we say, is also asr, unless you're actually physically dirty. And then we say, oh, the main kavana was only if it's for pleasure, but since it's, um, but stum, but if it's, since you're dirty, it's mutter. But when it's basically stum, for Tisha B'av and uh, Yom Kippur, we're strict even for when it's, uh, kind of in the in-between zone. So that's what tasting is like. So anyways, and the post can just point out when it comes to a, a neder, if a person makes a neder to, to not get hana'ah from something, not the words of a tainus, but to get hana'ah, so then you can't even taste it and spit out because there is some pleasure in tasting and spitting out as well. Okay. Okay. Okay, so let's go on. Now, so we see that if you're going to have less, a revis or less, you are allowed to taste it and spit it out. Hagar writes, the Ramah, yesh machmirin bechol tainis tzibor. Actually, for every tainis tzibor, though, we're machmir. Not only for Yom Kippur and Tishabav, but all the Dalitzomos v'achi nohagim. We don't taste food. Right? You want to cook something for dinner later, we don't taste it and spit it out. That's the minute of the Ramah. According to the Shulchan Aruch, it's Mutter Lechatkila. 
But the Mishnah Bura points out that if it's for a Sudas Mitzvah, let's say the night after the fast, you're cooking for a Sudas Mitzvah after the fast, and for that, he's Meiko, they're Meiko, close to Chayadam, that you're allowed to uh, taste food if you're cooking for a Sudas Mitzvah. Okay, like the opinion in the Shulchan Arach. Okay, base. Now, some say, this is more of a, an explanation onto olive. What do we say you're allowed to taste? Now, some say you're only allowed to taste if um, you only... When we said you're allowed to have a revise, that means the entire day, from morning to night, you're only allowed to put a revise of food in your mouth. But you can never do it all at once. It only has to be a tiny little amount each time. And you can be doing that all day until you reach a revise. And then that's the maximum. So when you're actually tasting it, it has to be a very small amount on your spoon or fork. V'yesh omrim. So that's the first opinion. And yesh omrim, the halacha is generally like yesh v'yesh, halacha kabasra. So this is the halacha, especially with an issue de V'yesh omrim, what is the halacha? You are allowed to taste up into including a revis all at once. If you can make sure, you know yourself that you're not going to swallow. So I recommend whenever you're doing these things to lean over forward. It makes it more difficult to accidentally swallow. Um, and that means... All day long, according to the Shulchan Aruch, according to this opinion, you are allowed to have many revi'its throughout the day, as long as every time in your mouth at once, it's not going to be more than a revi'its. Okay. Now let's do Gimel. So a person who normally rinses out his mouth every morning will get to toothbrushing afterwards with toothpaste, but basically... And just rinsing your mouth with water is what the Shulchan Aruch is talking about. So, he says, a person who regularly does that every morning, what happens when it comes into a tainus? So he quotes from the Chumar Sedeshim, and he writes, The tainus tzibur lo kasher lemebad hachi. Those are the words from the Chumar Sedeshim. He says, it's not a good idea, it's not kasher to do this. You should not be rinsing out your mouth on the Dalit Somos. Even though we learned in Aleph, you're allowed to have up to a Revi'is Lechatchila. Here, when it comes to rinsing out water, he says you're not allowed, to, you shouldn't. Lo kasher. So again, there's different ways to explain what is lo kasher. Um, Pashtas, it means mi'ikar adin, it might be mutter, but it's really not a good thing, really not a correct thing to be doing. Or Less popular explanation would mean it's it's just a chumrah ba'alma, but there are uh, there are both ways to read this. Aval, he continues. Now let me just explain. According to the Magen Avraham and most of the poskim, when the here when the Shulchan Aruch says to rinse your mouth with water, he's talking about more than a revis. Because in Asif Aleph, he already wrote down, you're allowed to have uh, a full revis. And that's 100% mutter lechadchila. So what does he say in lakasher lamebarachi if you're allowed to lechadchila? So most poskim, Magen Avram included, and uh, others say if you're going to 
rinse your mouth with less than a revis or a revis, that's 100% mutter. He's only telling you if it's more than a revis. Now, there are other ways of explaining, uh, since it could be that since he's more speaking of a chumrah, it could be that he's more saying if, even if it's more than a revis. But, um, okay, that's a less popular way to explain. Aval. Betainis yachid shari kevan shapulit. Uh, right, it's hard to always understand what the Shulchan Aruch writes, even when you look at the Beis Yosef, because he's just quoting the Truma Sedeshan and moves on. He doesn't really, he doesn't explain himself at all. Aval betainis yachid shari kevan shapulit. So the only time that there's this uh, chumrah, whether it's a very strong chumrah, almost mi'ikaradin, or a very loose, light one, it's only on a tainus tzibur. But whenever you're making your own private tainus, you made the nether, or whatever, you accept it upon yourself, mitzad uh, minah, whatever it is, including your tzayt, you want to make yourself a tainus yachid. So then, shari kevan shapolet, it's mutter lechadchila, right, for other, all other private tainisim, it's mutter, on a tainus, even on a yurt site, it's mutter lechadchila, to rinse out your mouth, with water, and here he says, and even if we're talking about more than a revit, haga. Now, separate topic. So what about chewing on something that has some flavor? And then you're going to spit it out. So he says, like chewing on some kind of a cinnamon or a tree or something, or it's a little sweet, and you're going to be chewing it, and um, and you're definitely going to be generating saliva with flavor from this item. So then, if it's any tinus, you're allowed to do this as long as you spit it out. But on Yom Kippur, it's aser. Okay. Now the Mishnah Bura points out again. Uh, believe pretty much consistent with all or most other poskim that if you have so he's talking about not rinsing out your mouth with water and so he says if it's if you're a bit sa'ar then you're allowed to if it's you know uh, you have some kind of a pain or you're embarrassed and you just can't get out because of really bad breath so these cases are when it's uh, he says it's, it's mutter and he writes, even on Tishabav, if you're in Sa'ar Gadol, great pain, then you are allowed to on Tishabav as well, rinse with water and spit out. And but on Yom Kippur, he says to be Machmer. Okay. Right. So certainly. Um, here, let me let me see something else, and we'll get to that in one second. He also points out spit and as a hundred percent mutter, Shemag and Avram and others. Even on Yom Kippur, you're allowed to swallow your own spit, obviously not someone else's. <laughs> okay, um, fine. Here, he just points out though, when, it come, when we said it's usher to chew on things and to spit it out, it comes out, he says, according to the Shulchan Aruch, 
it's going to be, and so the Mishnah Burr and Chazan Ovadia points out that on Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, you can't chew on something even if you're going to spit it out. And according to the Ramah, he says, really it's for all Dalit Somos. You're not allowed to chew on this wood and spit it out. I don't know, that's... But that's a, yeah, that's... I don't know, that's what the Mishnah Burr is saying according to the Ramah. But the Ramah himself says it's it's a... Uh, it's mutter for the Dalit Somos, so I will uh, leave that for you to explain later. Okay, let's get to brushing teeth. Okay, so it comes out that according to the uh, to most post scheme, according to the Shulchan Arach, it would be a hundred percent mutter to brush your teeth on during the Dalit Somos, um, and then for Tisha B'av, it would have to be where it's. Um, there has to be some kind of a need. And the question is, we'll get to Yom Kippur when we get there, but if there's some kind of a need that also might be mutter, as long as you're, it's because toothpaste tastes terrible and you're going to spit it out, similar to a mouthwash. So in general, we would say it's uh, only during the Dalit Somos, it's mutter. And the others, we would say it's Aser. The question is, how much sa'ar or difficulty or embarrassing is it for you to leave your house without? And then there's there's definitely room to be making. Uh, say that again? Which? Except, right, but Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur generally is in the same category. Um, and then it just, the main difference between Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur would be, and different poskim will have different opinions, but how much tsar are you in? You know, if you can't leave your house, on, even on Tisha B'av, because your breath or pain or something like that, so then there's going to be room to be, uh, to be mako, because you're not doing it for pleasure, and, and it also might make a difference if you're, you know, rinsing out your mouth. If you're just going to use a little bit of toothpaste or rinse and then spit it out, that's one thing. But now if you need to start rinsing with water, then that makes it worse maybe the you know the first time you put water in your mouth you know your mouth is all full of toothpaste so you're not going to want to swallow that but then you know many of us we might rinse our mouth one or two more times even when really the toothpaste is all gone and now there's basically just water in your mouth so it gets a little complicated um so try and avoid water on tisha B'av and yom kippur is what i would say and um and uh, even if you need to use uh, toothpaste or not. So alcohol-based mouthwash would be the same uh, as toothpaste. And again, there's going to be different opinions on the matter, but when it comes, to, but basically the, the issue is Dalit Somos 100% mutter, and for the um, uh, well, according to the Ramah, even Dalit Somos is, is an issue. Even, even according to the Ramah, it's an issue. But as long as you have some Tsar, so then the, most poskim say it's okay in Mikar Adin. And to do it on Yom Kippur or, or Tisha B'Av, there has to be a lot of Tsar. Even the Ramah only mentions Yom Kippur. The Ramah is talking about um, chewing. chewing stuff, not related to, uh, totally different than, than this. All right, so I think that's good enough. Also, there's issues of how bad you have your, is, your, is your breath, and people are uh, istinous, 
So, okay. Generally, anyway, so I think we basically said the basic claw. And, but many are mekel if you really need to. We saw the Mishnah Borah, Menchas Yitzchak, Sheva Delevi, and uh, even for Ashkenazim, if you need to, for Dalit Somos, we're more mekel, and then the other two, it just really depends, gradations of how, how severe is your situation. Okay? Um, and then obviously a mohel, who, uh, who does metzitza bepen, has blood in his mouth, is allowed to rinse it out, that out with as little of water as possible, because he's doing it to clean his mouth from, from blood. It's not, uh, not ta'anug. And again, for the first couple times, you put not water in your mouth, we're not afraid you're going to swallow. If you keep rinsing and rinsing and rinsing, obviously it becomes nothing but water. Um, when it comes to taking pills, so the best thing that's recommended for the Dalit Somos is it's only a mutter to swallow the pills themselves, or if the water is bitter and you're not going to, and, and it's, it's not even shy to say a bracha on it, so then it's for sure mutter. That's the Kafachayim and Piske Chuvis also, also brings that down. Um, but in order to swallow pills with a little bit of water, so the poskim say it's only going to be mutter if it's a case where it's going to make you sick if you don't take the pills. And then it's, if you're going to be that sick, then you don't have to fast anyway. So then you're allowed to use a little bit of water if necessary. Um, so that's more of a uh, sickness issue. Uh, all right. Shailas Rav is always the best. Okay. So that, those are the basic principles. Dal, Tav Kuf Samech Chet. Dine Nidre Taina. So let's learn a few halachas of Nidarim for taking a neder. Aleph. Aleph. Nader lit anos yom zeh v'shachach v'achal. A person to fast for a particular day. You make, when you say the lashon of a neder, it's for a particular day. And v'shachach v'achal. And you accidentally ate on that day, even though you made a neder. So it doesn't matter how much you eat, you made a neder for that particular day, and the halacha is mashlim ta'ani, so you have to finish fast, you have to finish your fast. In other words, even though you made a mistake and you, so to speak, broke your fast, even if you did it on purpose or by accident, you're not allowed to eat anymore. You're still, that neder still applies for you that entire day, even if you broke your fast, the neder continues. So too, if you had a tiny schalom for that day. Or it was a tiny tzibor. Or when you made the nether, you knew that it was going to be... When you made the nether to fast for a yurt site, you said it on... You made it for a specific day. Uh, I'm trying to think the exact wording. Mm. Here, let's keep reading. Right, so that's if you make a the case was if you make a particular neder for that yard site. So then you also have to keep you have to be mashlim to anyso. But if you make a neder for a random one or two days, you said, I'm making a neder right now that uh, I'm going to fast one or two days. And you don't specify which days they are. 
So then, Lukashi, oh, one second. I just want to point out that in one of these cases, if, so an example, the Mishnah says, when you make a neder, you say, Hareni betanit lamachar. You make belash or neder. I'm going to make a tanit if that's if it's for the next day or if you say any particular day. We're not talking about astam kabbalah, which we already learned. A kabbalah to fulfill a previous neder that didn't have a particular date. So that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about when you made your neder, you said particularly it's for tomorrow or it's for a particular date, and even though you ate. When we say mashlim ta'aniso, you also continue saying anenu in your tefillah. Okay. Mm. That's only for a tainas tzibur, sorry. You only continue saying anenu if for a tainas tzibur, because the day itself is itanis. But if it's for your particular day, you're still chayev to keep your neder, but you don't call it a tainas because you broke it. So... For a particular nether, it's different. You don't say anino if you broke it, even though you're still fasting. Okay. Now let's let's read again. You didn't specify which day. But then you accepted upon the day you made a Kabbalah to fulfill your nether. We learned about that previously, all about Kabbalah, when you accept it. So now you accept it. To fulfill tomorrow is going to be that you're fulfilling your nether, and then you forget to eat. So now it depends. For a tainus tibur, it doesn't matter how much you eat. But for a tainus yachid, uh, or you make a nether, but the nether wasn't particularly for this day. So then, if ve'achal kazais, you eat a kazais or more, then ibed ta'aniso. Because it's your private um, tainus, or it's it's, you didn't specify the day for your ty- particular neder. So then, once you eat a kazayas or more, um, you, end up, you ruin the day, this day of being a tainus. Then you are allowed to continue eating from that point on. You broke your fast, now you are allowed to eat. And you have to cont- and you have to still c- fulfill. You made a nether before, right? We're talking about you already made a random nether for a random day. So then you still need to make up another full day uh, in the future. Okay. If you make this random day nether, you don't need to come out the day before. No, you s- you can your nether will never be fulfilled without the kabbalah. So he says the day before. Right. So if you're doing it. As when you say that, so very good. At mincha time, the day before, there's two scenarios. One is you never made a nether before. One is you're doing a Kabbalah and a nether at the same time. So then that is specific for the next day. But if the Kabbalah that you're doing is to fulfill a previous nether from the day before, then that's a different, that's a different case and that's what the second half we're talking about. Now... Um, the Mishnah Bura points out when we say a kazayis, it has to be a kazayis bichdeachilas pras, right? Two to nine minutes, probably four to nine, four to seven, whatever. But it needs to be, in order to count as eating a full kazayis, it has to be a kazayis within this time period. And when it comes to breaking your fast with drinking, so then he says it's a shears male lugma. Now, listen to the Ramah, so you get the full picture. He argues a little bit. Vyesh machmirin. 
זה אפילו בנדו איתנוס יום זה, וחייב להשלים מכל מקום איתנוס יום אחר. Now, the Shulchan Aruch says, in a case where you have to be mashlim your nether, that's the first few cases in the Shulchan Aruch, then you have to finish your fast that day, even though you broke your fast, you still have to continue fasting, and you don't have to fast another day, you're completely off the hook. Because this was the nether, the nether was only for this day. The Ramah holds that no, that we should be machmer and fulfill, you have to continue fasting because the Shulchan Aruch, that is the halacha, but you should also fast a whole nother day to make up for this day that you broke. Okay. Fine, let's go on to, I think we'll stop here. All right, we'll stop here.